for me, the magazine was more about strength and showing that I could, you know, develop muscle and be strong. And the best part about my entire photo shoot for anybody who's ever out there kicking themselves in the teeth, trying to get ready, <laughs> I did not prepare for my shoot at all. I was eating like a jackass the entire weekend and they surprised me with the shoot and they were like, guess what you're shooting? And I'm like, guess what? I've been on spring break for four days, drinking every dessert in sight. And I ended up shooting it and I loved it because it was authentically me. It was mm -hmm. not me being prepared. It wasn't me, you know, trying to be like the shredded tone person. Yeah. It was just me building a crap ton of muscle over seven years that I was proud of. And it really helped me. Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm going to give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Welcome to the show, Kristen. I am so excited to chat with you today. I've been following your awesomeness for a while now, and I would love if you could introduce yourself to our audience coming straight from you. Okay. Straight from the source. I yeah. Like straight from the source. Organic, organic delivery. Um, not to be put on the spot, but um, hi, everybody. I'm Kristen Crowley. I am a entrepreneur now in the sense of helping women create their brand image, um, mostly in the wellness and fitness space. But for a very long time, I was a TV news anchor. So I spent 12 years in TV news and I was drug into that from bartending. So I was a longtime bartender. Um, before that was in visual merchandising and design. And before that was a complete farm girl who was raised on a farm in Michigan. So Weird trajectory of growth, which is going to be fun to share with you guys today, but um, really the fact that I found fitness and it saved me in many aspects. So it saved me from postpartum depression. It mm. saved me from weight gain during pregnancy. It saved me in my career and it forced me to quit a job I loved because of my health and realized that it was more important. And then that's what started my new business now. So fitness wow. in general has been a big trajectory for me and strong fitness magazine has been one of the biggest proponents, which is why it's really fun to actually get to talk to you today about it. So I'm excited. Yay. That's awesome. How, how did strong fitness magazine become like that part of your journey? So, you know, a lot of the women I think can relate, like we have the kids or you, you know, have a goal and I did not really, I'd always worked out. I always had a fit life, grew up on a horse farm, had parents who are both outstanding athletes, lifted weights since I was little. Um, but never understood the healthy way of fitness. Like I was a, you know, we all were in that ephedrine stage in the early like 99, 2000s um, of just trying to be skinny and working out all the time. And I was really detrimental to my own health. Um, I did bikini contests and it really um, ruined my health in general because I was so focused on the aesthetic and not the health part of it. Um, fast forward to going through pregnancies that were both very high risk and um, bed rest, all the things gained a ton of weight, felt horrible. 
um, dealt with postpartum and I had never really truly understood weight training. So when I found the weight room through a, a really good friend of mine who was my trainer for a long time, I got stronger and transformed my body. At that point, um, I had been in the television game for almost, well, it's been almost 17 years now, but on air for about 10 years at that time. And I knew that fitness was kind of saving me or pulling me in a different direction. So Strong was always a magazine that I had loved, um, obviously, and I really wanted to get published. That was one of my things, um, not for any reason uh, for business, but really for a personal goal that I did not want to ever get published in a fitness magazine until after I turned 40. Wow. So I turned 40. Okay. Yep. Got the feature in Strong just a few months later um, in October of that year of 2019. And I was in Arizona um, at the time at Fitposium. I was at a conference and I, I landed the magazine. I was so excited. And it actually brought me to connect with my now business partner, who was your cover model back in September of 2019. So, Jill. Yeah. Yep. Jill Bunny, um, as my husband calls her, Bunny all the time. It's <laughs> <laughs> such that a hard awesome. Person. Yeah. Um, so it really, it brought me to her because she was on the cover and was facing, you know, she's faced health struggles with her thyroid. I was going through the same thing. And, you know, the magazine always had great articles. So I connected with her on Instagram, like we all do, like slid into her DMs. <laughs> she slid back into mine. And then when I landed, the feature was strong. She was the first person to message me and say, welcome to the family. Um, it is truly a family. And I don't know where you're going to go in the fitness world, but if you ever have questions or whatever, I'm here for you. So that brought her and I together. And literally, I, we created a business two months later out of wow. our publications of being in, in the magazine, you know, different times, but still same family. Wow. I love your story. And I'm just like, this podcast is really about like how fitness, like taking care of your body can mm -hmm. really trickle down into every aspect of your life on like clarity and focus and what you want. And I think that you're just an example of that clearly. Um, so when you, when you got published, like, I love how you said that it was, you know, just for you, yeah. but did you use like afterwards, did you use the publication for almost like leverage for this, this new jump, this new, this new uh, territory that you were going to jump into? Yeah, I mean, for me, when I did it, and it was to be like, again, we all want to share our story and lift each other up. So mm -hmm. I wanted to show that it was possible after, you know, again, hitting your 40s, yeah. having two kids. Um, again, like I said, I was on bed rest. So I gained a good 50, 60 pounds both times. And it was a struggle for me. Um, it was very hard for me to come back after to feel good about myself again um, after baby number two. And cause then I was, you know, in my forties and it, you know, mm -hmm. it was close to the forties. I was feeling, you know, it's not as easy to lose the weight at that point. And I really wanted to prove that it could be done. And that was just one of the things mm -hmm. I've been on television forever. And I think we, no matter what the goal is, there's always another goal we always want to achieve. Right. I think that, um, for me, the magazine was more about strength and showing that I could you know, develop muscle and be strong. And the best part about my entire photo shoot for anybody who's ever out there kicking themselves in the teeth, trying to get ready. <laughs> I did not prepare for my shoot at all. I was eating like a jackass the entire weekend. 
and they surprised me with the shoot and they were like, guess what you're shooting? And I'm like, guess what? I've been on spring break for four days, drinking every dessert in sight. And I ended up shooting it and I loved it because it was authentically me. It was Mm -hmm. not me being prepared. It wasn't me, you know, trying to be like the shredded tone person. It was just me building a crap ton of muscle over seven years that I was proud of. And it really helped me. So when we started Reframe, it just gave me another step of connecting with other women in that industry. Because again, I was Mm -hmm. in the media side. I'd been in other magazines and podcasts that weren't fitness related. Mm -hmm. Um, But it brought me back into the realm that I loved because my initial goal was to help women with media and PR in the Mm -hmm. fitness industry Mm because they're all underserved. I don't care who you are listening right now. If you are anyone who deals in health and fitness, you are a business. You yes. are yep. a professional. You are not just a trainer. You are not just a coach. Your brand. Changing lives. And yep. Yep. I always feel women underserve themselves with that. And I wanted to make a difference that way. But bringing me together with Jill made us realize we can help in a bigger way. Um, so I, I did use it in that sense as leverage, like where I was like, you know, it, it does build a family. When you're in a certain yep. publication, you really do like you have something to talk to hundreds of women about automatically, which is really cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then, and then how did you actually make the decision to quit whatever you were doing at the time and to just go all in with this new venture with Jill? Like there's so many listeners here today that are listening and, 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 you know, they're sort of on the edge. They've maybe done a body transformation and they've been getting a lot of questions from their friends. Like, how can you help me? And they're wondering if they should go into a coaching world. They're wondering if they should start their own thing. How did you take that first step? It was hard. Um, Oh my God, it was hard. Um, To be brutally honest, I left television um, about a month and a half before I landed the strong feature. So I had decided to, for those of you who don't know, I mean, you think being a news anchor is glamorous and all these things. It is the worst paying job, the worst hours. It's detrimental on your mental health. It's like horrible on your physical health. Um, I worked the morning show for 12 years, which means I got up at 3 a.m. and went to bed at 11 p.m. And I had two pregnancies on air. So I went through 12 years of not sleeping and my body was shutting down, literally shutting down um, like growths and biopsies and tons of sickness and all these things. And I was fortunate enough that my husband retired from the military and we had a good, another company. And I felt safe enough at the time where I was like, you know what, I can step away and really find what I want to do with these other women in my purpose. Like, how am I going to help them? Um, I know media, I know TV, I can teach that. And I love teaching it. Um, But I wasn't super drawn to it. So I kept holding myself back. Didn't really know the step, but I finally, when they said your contract is up and you have to resign or not, I just quit. And it was two weeks of crying um, every day at work. We cried every day. My entire team cried every day. I've never cried so much in my life of (laughs) being that job. Um, But I'm mourning it. You're mourning it, right? Yeah, I really, it's a family. Um, And, you know, it's a a very weird situation to be very public your entire, most of your existence, and then decide you're going to step away from the label of being a whatever it may be, you know, for some people, it's a cover model. For some people, it's a TV person. Like it's a, it's a label that carries a lot of stigma that people like will go, Ooh, wow, that's cool. Um, and deep down, we all love attention. No one's going to lie about that. And I just had to say for my health and my family, I can't do this anymore. And I know I'm meant for more. 
and I was not passionate about what I was doing any longer. So I really ended up just making that decision. I was like, it's now or never, because again, yeah. I'm turning 40. I have to do something um, that will feel good for me and help other people. And this just isn't doing it. So as much as I loved my career and I still do it um, freelance, I just had to stop and it was really difficult. So I can tell you it's never easy. It doesn't matter what your job is. It's never going to be easy. Um, and it's always a struggle for those first couple weeks to a month of just getting reacclimated with yourself. Um, and it might not be the right path right away. Mm -hmm. You might go through a couple mm -hmm. of shifts down the road. Um, but the right thing will show up for you. And that's what happened to me. I really honestly had no clue when I quit exactly what my business is going to be, wow. which is so strange because um, I've always planned everything and I'm a workaholic and I've never had less than two to four jobs at a time. So for wow. me to go from that to nothing, I was like, oh my Lord, what am I doing? I'm like, I'm just going to drink margaritas every day. And <laughs> Um, and that's it. And I really just, I took a leap of faith because I knew there was a bunch of women supporting me at the time and they all believed in me probably more than I did myself. And I just said, F it. And I just literally quit. And I um, like months later was again, presented with this amazing opportunity that I had literally put on my vision board at the beginning of the year in January as one goal for the year. That was my only goal for the entire year because I didn't really know what I was gonna do. Let's just get published and make and do it to prove to other women it can be done, did it. And then I was literally that next week blessed with my business partner for life. And wow. you know, we create, and it's, so you never know where it's gonna take you, but yeah. you just have to have the faith and passion to get you there. And I think yeah. it, it does work out in the end. There's been a common theme the last few interviews and it's been a vision board. Really? And I, yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a, all about a vision board too, but it's like, it's crazy how, when you put it down on paper or you like visualize it, it comes true. Yeah. And, um, I just love your story about like, you know, switching identities. I feel like we can, we all do that. We evolve through life mm -hmm. and sometimes it's a, you know, bigger identity switch. <laughs> but I feel like you are so open, but also ready to take on every opportunity you, you got offered, right? Like, so yeah. you went, you, you went to the Fitposium. That's how yeah. like you took that opportunity to go there to meet people. And that's how you got other opportunities, right? Meeting new people and being open to it. That's really, really amazing. And now you guys have a full on business together. Can you talk about that? Cause uh, a few of my clients have gone and they, they enjoyed it. They said it was like one of the best things they've ever done because Aww. not only did they, you know, get all this content, all this amazing content, a year's worth of content, um, <laughs> on this incredible retreat trip, but they met some amazing people and they just said that you and Jill were amazing. And, and, um, so organized and, and it was like one of the best things they've ever done. So let's get into that. <laughs> I, I, I love talking about it. Cause it's weird when you think like, you know, when you're a kid and you have those daydreams of like, Oh, I wish I could do this for a living, or I wish I could help people do this for a living. And you're like, Oh, that's so far fetched. Like no one's going to ever pay me for that. But when you're good at it and it's your true heart and soul, you, yes, you will get paid for it and it will work. Um, we really honestly, um, again, when we both got the strong connection, so we were tied in through the magazine, literally, and the other part of that story I left out was the weekend that happened to me, 
Now I live in Virginia in the States and Jill's in Toronto in Canada. And when she texted me, she was like, by chance, are you in Arizona right now? And I was like, I am in Arizona right now. She's like, where are you staying? And she texted me the hotel. We were in hotels across the street from each other in Arizona. Oh my God. <laughs> On the same weekend, she was there just for a shoot. And I was like, wow, this is kind of kismet. Like, you know, mm -hmm. And so I, I always joke that the replay is, she was like, well, do you want to meet for Starbucks? And it was right before my shoot for strong. And I was like, well, yeah, cause I've been eating like an a-hole all weekend. And I'm just going <laughs> to some green tea right now because I'm literally like, I'm like, I have to go do this shoot and I didn't bring anything cause I didn't know what was happening. And I'm just, we went to target to go buy like fitness equipment. Like it was one of those days. And I was like, sure, I'll meet you. And I'm like, I kind of joke now that it was almost like that Baywatch slow run on the beach to each other. Like, that's what it feels like now. I mean, that's not how it happened, but <laughs> now it's just like, oh, we saw each other. And it was very, very entertaining. But that moment we sat down together, I had just left the TV station. I was creating a WellFit social network, which was an mm -hmm. event for wellness in the community here in Virginia. And I needed speakers. And she obviously speaks on CBT for fitness professionals and her, her MS journey. And I was like, literally, we sat down for two seconds and I was like, so I have this WellFit social. And she's like, tell me about it. And I was like, well, it's in January, a couple months out. Um, and she's like, I'm there. And there was no questions asked. And I said, well, where are you going to stay? She's like, I'm staying at your house. I'm like, oh, <laughs> we don't know each other, but sure, you're staying with me. And it was just literally from that moment on, that's how it's been. And so it was just, one of those kind of, again, serendipitous moments of just me investing in myself to go to this conference, yeah. not knowing what was going to happen, and then being presented with a person who helped me build the retreats. And we actually started them out more as a retreat in the, the normal sense that people yeah. are aware yeah. of, like yeah. kind of developing your personal things, getting into that self-help journey. And that really isn't either of us. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a kumbaya person. Mm -hmm. I have a get shit done. Yep. Let's, let's make it happen <laughs> I'm with <first."> you, girl. <laughs> so we were like, how can we do this differently? Like, how can we help women in wellness and fitness actually not get ripped off, build a brand and do all these things and cut costs on marketing? And because of our backgrounds, hers in the magazines and the fitness world and competing, mine in television and media, we just like combined forces to create Reframe. And honestly, the retreats ended up being a culmination of everything we wanted when we started out. Like, you know, we wanted to be able to trust three or four photographers, get everything done, not waste an hour every morning trying to find crap post. And we fine-tuned it. And again, I'm, as you can tell, a little OCD with time. So I schedule, I do all the planning and the scheduling and the two of us between posing and coaching and ideas. Um, yeah, we just fine tuned the concept to create what we do now. And it's, um, again, we've had, you know, yeah, so many of the women in the fitness industry, which is so great um, yeah. because that's where our heart is. But we've also had women who show up who are doctors and real estate agents. Um, and need the content. Yeah, branding is yeah. proprietary to everybody. Yes, Everything needs is. content nowadays mm -hmm. to survive mm -hmm. on social. Even if you're not on social a lot, so for, you know, websites and advertising and marketing and yeah. launches. Um, so we really tried to cover all of it. So that's where Reframe came from, um, was to create this opportunity to just go have a blast with a bunch of women in a house and awesome. work your butt off for two days. And then again, have pizza and margaritas at the end and have a good time. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> and you're sort of taking all of the worry out, you know, for, for a lot of women that have yeah. maybe just started and it can be, you know, they're just starting their social media and they're like, how the heck do I do this? And it's, 
it must be just so like a relief for them to be there and you guys directing them and they get all of these, all of this content afterwards. I mean, Sarah Franza, who I had on the podcast, who is my client, she was just telling me about it and, and just saying how organized it was and, and amazing. She can't wait to see her photos. So. She, oh, her photos like, oh my gosh, she turns <laughs> up to like level one. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's just pure, like melts the camera. Um, does. But, and does. we, but everybody did. And we had, you know, again, the women crying when they see their images and mm-hmm. We, but our team is, is that's what we do. And, um, you know, to see it transform for women to elevate from, again, you are not just a trainer or just a coach, you are a business. And Mm -hmm. when you bring yourself from here to the next level up, it shows, it shows in your confidence, your writing, your launches, your offers, you know, and you teach your women that all the time. Like you have to believe in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, we just help you make look really damn good doing it. I mean, it's, that's our part of it. Um, and seeing women escalate to that level very quickly is even better because they get to a goal so much faster when you are not stressing over the trivial crap that most yes. people do. Um, and yeah. you know, you don't need to post every day. You don't need yeah. to do all these things, but having it in your arsenal just makes you a stronger, like it's just, it's, you're going to win the battle. Like when you have all that in your arsenal, there's no way you're going to lose because you're prepared. Um, so I love that you just said you don't have to post every day. So can we just dive into <laughs> that, please? Yeah. What are some of like the biggest lies you, yeah. Uh, like for me over here, please. <laughs> what are some of the biggest <laughs> lies that you see on, on IG? <laughs> How much time do we have? Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, I think we have some time. not so much lies, but misconceptions. So I think people, because we have the attention span of a gnat in today's economy in general, we tend to focus on whatever we want to fixate on. So if someone posts a post and it says 10 things, you're only going to remember the one thing that relates to you. So our main things with social and with like our brand image Academy, like the reframe, you know, side of teaching how to use the stuff we shoot for you is really more of consistency and messaging sticking to your keywords and who you're speaking to. Um, we don't do an, I, we, I know ideal client avatar is thrown around a lot. We actually do MVPs, mm-hmm. uh, which is not your most valuable player. It's your most valuable payer. Mm-hmm. So who has paid you in the past? Who has given you money for your services? That's who you're speaking to. I don't give a crap about all these other people. They're there to Google at you, say whatever kind of comments they have. They have nothing better to do in life. We want the people who are going to actually appreciate what we offer. Um, So I am a big proponent of not posting every day unless you really feel like you can. Mm -hmm. Um, My personal page, I don't um, because I'm trying to weed out the TV people of years of um, perverted old men that want pictures of my feet. So old identity. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm trying, like for me, I don't post all the time. And I'm very careful with what I say. Um, I don't bring any of my, a lot of my personal life to social media. I think it's, it's not meant for everybody. Um, and I think a lot of people feel pressured to show everything to get attention. And that's not, not what works. Um, really differentiating yourself as far as what you offer and the results you give someone is really the, the one thing you have to focus on. I, I think that when we start to do the, we call it vanity metrics. Yeah. It kills you. It, it ruins your self-esteem. It ruins your, you know, and that has literally nothing to do with how successful you are. I mean, we run a company that does these four retreats a year and has all these people in it with like a, you know, 2000 people on our Instagram. I mean, yeah. it doesn't, numbers don't matter. They yeah. do not matter. And I, it's really hard in today's society to get away from that. 
Um, mm -hmm. The more women can say it's quality over quantity, um, that really is it. And if you don't have anything to say that day, just don't freaking post, like stop doing Great advice. Mm -hmm. I, I, it drives me crazy. And I've, but again, it took me years to understand that because in television, you're rated every day on your social media performance. Mm -hmm. So wow. I was rated every day against a hundred other reporters on how well I did. And obviously slightly competitive. So I was always in the top three, but I was ruining my family life because at mm -hmm. dinner I'm on Facebook at, I felt I had to answer everybody all the time. And I didn't realize until I set those boundaries one, that it would finally get rid of the people I didn't need in my life. And two, it actually attracted the people that I did um, and they respect it and they honor it. Um, so it's it's hard for women to do because we always, I mean, moms or women in general, you yeah. just want to give all the freaking time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you feel guilty when you're not, right? It, Hey, I'm going to interrupt the show because I have to share one of my most favorite pieces of home equipment slash travel equipment. And if you love to work out as much as I do, then you're going to want to check out Max Pro Fitness. This is so awesome. If you're following me on IG, coach underscore JVB, you will see some of the videos I posted with the MaxFit Pro. It's a full cable system that folds up into a backpack and you can legit bring it anywhere or pull it out like it's so easily stored and for all my fellow strong women out there there are 50 resistance settings from five pounds all the way up to 300 pounds at the turn of a dial and the entire system only weighs 10 pounds I love it so much that I have partnered with them to offer you guys a hundred dollars off your purchase so I'm going to include the link in the show notes. Be sure to check it out and you're going to save $100 off the full cable system that folds up into a backpack. Oh my God, guys, you are going to love it. I hope you take me up on this opportunity because you are not going to be disappointed. You mentioned boundaries. What kind of boundaries do you set for yourself? And what would you recommend somebody who does have to show up on social media, like the business, you know, like you do have to show up. It's part of your business. It's how you're, you know, drawing in um, new people and, and, and often chatting to the people that are paying you and love you. How <laughs> do you draw boundaries? Is there like, I know that you're all about scheduling. I heard that from Sarah directly and you just said it. So like, do you actually have a specific time where you're on Instagram? Yeah, you know, posting or interacting with people. My time is the morning because mm -hmm. that's when after I take my like, so, you know, my schedule and it's all determined on your schedule. Like, what do you feel comfortable doing? If you have five minutes a day, trust me, that's more than enough. If you have 30 minutes a day, that's more than enough. If you have an hour, that's way more than enough. Um, but I tend to do mornings. So I get up. I love doing Instagram with my coffee. That's my thing. I don't journal. I suck at journaling really suck at it. <laughs> I've really wanted to be good at it. I have like 80 journals in my house. But I suck <laughs> at it. I, I like post-it notes and I like my phone. That's about it. <laughs> so I, if I, I can, agree, I'm very similar <laughs> just, and I'll do a vision board, but the journal thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good at it. So I realized that, that I would stress myself out more by trying to force myself to write. Mm -hmm. Um, so I tend to plan my half hour in the morning where I do my social media posting and I scroll and that's my kind of therapy when I just want to, I need to kind of decompress. I scroll and I like other people's stuff. It gives me ideas. Mm -hmm. um, so I do it in the morning and then I typically go to work where I'm dealing with planning and things during the afternoon. 
um, right now sorting photos um, and getting that done. And then I'll go back on, you know, throughout sporadic parts of the day to see if there's a message. The biggest things that have helped is one, um, turning off all notifications of social media. None of mm -hmm. those on my phone. Yeah. I have no notifications. I do the same. Yep. I do the same. They're like, didn't you see my message? I'm like, I don't nope. have any notifications nope. on my phone. So and I need to do that because you need yeah. to control your time yes. that you're accessible. Um, all the people in our tribe know that typically, you know, Jill goes to bed at like seven, eight o'clock. I go to bed and we shut our phones off. Her shuts off at five or six. Mine shuts off at eight, but she's up earlier. So she's accessible in the morning. I'm accessible later. So we have boundaries on our time there and then also planning. So we have planning calendars we use that kind of dictate um, where things go through the year every quarter. So how much we're online, what sales, what's a push week, what, you know, where we have to be super active in stories every day, where we take a break, like post retreat, we're offline for most of the week um, because we're working and I'm not going to stress myself out to get online to appease somebody. Um, yeah. again, you'll attract the people you need to attract. So exactly. being consistent is good. Um, but really as a rule for the group, it's posting at least three days a week on your feed, showing up in stories at least once a day, unless your story numbers tank, then you take 24 hours off and you start again. Um, so those yeah, are I heard that I heard to take 24 hours off and I've even done that with myself just to, you know, I've some, I sometimes put the phone away on Sundays yeah. and then I'll notice that my story views spike up the next day. So that is sort of like a, a tip. It's a great trick. Like, so okay, trick. If you're kind of in a lull on your social media, literally shut it down. Don't even mm -hmm. open the app for 24 hours. Um, and you know, when you see, you'll realize this, you know how sometimes you're on your phone and you'll see so-and-so posted a story. That only happens when they have not posted in a while. And Instagram's oh. like, ooh, somebody's back, take a look. So whenever you're seeing that, it's for a reason. Um, so they'll try and generate push to people to get them again it's all about addiction so if they post something and they get a lot of attention for it they're going to post again so instagram feeds the machine every day and you have to realize that it is a mental mind screw that they're doing to you every day um and you're the one only person who can control that um so just taking a break i i recommend it for everybody at least one day a week of just being completely off. Um, yeah. Mine, you know, typically depends on family days, but I'll, mm -hmm. I'll take the day off. And it does, it'll, it'll actually uptick your algorithm the day after 24 hours, even with posting. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're off, if you get like where you're not seeing much traction or you, they say shadow bans, um, Instagram says that's not true, but everybody thinks it's true still. Like they say, 48 hours, just don't go on the app and then give it a break, start over again. And then you should see a lot of that resolve. Um, so there's a lot of tricks to it. Um, mm -hmm. Luckily, I was trained in media world. We had corporate people who dealt with the higher ups at all these platforms. Uh -huh. um, so I got really great social media training when I was in television. And so that helped us to literally help people now. Like we were like, OK, we can totally take this information and make it applicable yeah. to people who mm -hmm. really need help um, with social and getting attention. Um, and then, you know, like the keywords are a big thing on Instagram now. It's not just hashtag based anymore. So you have to have consistent keywords across the board. That's your username, your bio, your comments, your posts. All of that goes into what is similar to a Google SEO. So Instagram has an SEO now. So there's a lot of things that have changed rapidly. Yeah. Um, but for businesses, you can manipulate those things and actually get free advertising for yourself. So that's a big thing for women to realize too, is to just be consistent with your words 
um, so people can find you because it really is searchable now, no matter where you're at in the internet. Like, do you have any tips on how to um, know like what certain words are searchable, like more SEO words to use? Do you have any tips? Like, do you yeah. have to actually go fit? Yeah, want to share? I mean, you know, my favorite easiest way, and everybody can do this right now. Literally, how would someone look for you on Google? Like, okay. how would someone? I mean, you're, you know, you still, you, you have your coaching program for women, yeah. right? It would be. There's a woman who says, weight loss. yeah, yeah, weight loss coach in, you know, in Toronto. Like, those are keywords, all of those. So, if you use those in Instagram now, you actually do get a little bit more momentum when you know your keywords um, for your business, and you should always have. Most people should have about five five to seven keywords for their business that they use all the damn time. Because again, mm -hmm. Google is the same way. The more you're putting into Google, the same words over and over on your website, same thing for Instagram. Pop up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So That's it's changed the game, um, mm -hmm. but it's also made it more simplistic because we don't like fluffy words. We don't like yeah. the, I help women find rainbows and kittens and beautiful fluffy clouds. And that's such bullshit. Um, do you do? <laughs> Like, what does that do though? Like, what, what does that do for anybody? Um, but if you say like, you know, again, in certain things on Facebook, you can't use numbers. Like you can't use weight loss, like five pounds, 10 pounds. You can't use numbers on Facebook, but you can use, you know, nutrition, personal trainer, fitness coach, women, where you live. Like those are all keywords we can all be using to actually improve our reach organically. So um, even in your copy, when you're writing the post, you can include those words and that's so yeah. searchable. Wow. Okay. It, it just feeds the machine. So mm -hmm. the machine is all, mm -hmm. all AI based. Like they're, they're tracking everything you do. Yeah. Um, which is why I was scary. <laughs> talk about what was I talking to my husband about the other day? He got the new, like a new green drink, um, like AG green something. And I kid you not the next day in my phone, all the ads on Instagram were that yeah. drink. Yeah, in my stories. I've had that like, happen many times and it's freaky. <laughs> it. I'm like, stop listening to me. <laughs> I know. I know. No, do you use any uh, planning apps at all for your Instagram? I actually don't. I'm an organic poster because I've always been a in the moment person. I mm. know what we're posting about every day, but I don't say the words typically. Um, my trick for that is I use speak to text. Mm. So whenever I do I'm that too. Posts, I like to speak them out because it sounds more natural and it saves me from clacking away. And I usually do it when I'm on my max trainer, like sitting out in the garage. So I'm Love killing it. two birds with one stone. Um, so it makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something, but for apps in general, the best out of all of them is Facebook creator mm -hmm. uh, in Facebook. So that's business.facebook.com is your best bet for organizing um, where you're not going to have a glitch. Um, we've yeah. used Gator, I've used Planly, I've used those before. Um, great things about all of them. It just depends on the platforms you're on, but for stories and Facebook and Instagram, Facebook creator is, is literally free and it's the most robust out of all of them for no cost. Um, whereas, awesome. you know, later in plan, you do get it for free, but they can't, they can't do the first line hashtags. They can't do a lot of things. Um, for the free version. And then you end up paying a lot of money. Um, and even in Canva now, you can schedule all your posts in Canva. So oh, that's interesting. I saw that pop up. I, I, we use the Facebook um, creator for strong. Yeah. Yeah. And then I use later. I've been loving later just yeah. to sort of fill in the blanks of some of my like quoting quote coaching posts. And then I like to do 
like my reels and then save them in draft and then have them ready to go because you can't post reels on the on the yeah. later one which is in the reels always if you have a bunch in draft make sure you've downloaded all of them okay good because to know ever upload if the app ever has an update and you click yes you lose that yes so even though they save without audio if anybody's recording reels please for the love of god when you save before you hit save draft go to the very top and there's a line an arrow with a line under it tap it and save it to your phone and put it in a folder called reels on your phone because you, at least you'll probably remember what the audio was um but if you lose it they are gone and a lot of people like to record reels in the app because you can line things up better um but literally if your phone dies if you restart instagram if you log out on accident they are all gone <laughs> good <laughs> so. advice i've done that before where i've changed my password or no my oh husband my changed <laughs> and i was like what did you do i had like five reels in there so that's oh that's a really good that's a really good tip. Download all of them <laughs> to make sure you have backup. Have you ever seen anybody use like a real video? Like let's say they're doing a teachable video and they reuse the video on Facebook. Like, would you recommend repurposing stuff like that? Like, I'm not talking about one of the reels where you're dancing or, yeah. you know, it's a funny reel. I'm actually talking about like something like a teachable. Have you ever seen, or do you recommend doing that as well? Yeah, it just depends. I mean, sometimes it looks funky depending on the platform. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Facebook obviously reads differently, but now every major platform for Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn all have the same stories capabilities. And then you also have Snapchat and TikTok. So you have literally five platforms that could use the same format of the nine by 16. So you could use that on everything. That's why I like to save them because sometimes audio won't transfer from mm -hmm. platform to platform. It'll block you. So oh, it's always yeah. good to do that or do your own voiceovers um, so that you can use it. Um, but for video wise, I mean, when we shoot at retreats, typically we shoot in a horizontal manner, not vertical like a cell phone, um, but we shoot it extra wide so that that video can then be used for reels in a narrow sense. Um, so if you're recording, like say it's even just coaching tips, like you're going to use it on YouTube, do it wider. So you have those bars on the outside of you, like literally like you kind of stretch your arms out so you can see both right. fingertips. And then that way, when you cut it off, it's right here and it's just your face talking, but you could use it for YouTube, post it there first, and then break it down into little tidbits and put it onto your other socials. Um, but that I, I do, I am a fan of shooting wider. Um, so giving yourself a lot of space within the video. Yeah. So you have space to cut and crop the way you want. And you're not like zoomed up <laughs> to the yeah. front. I've done well, that before. Yeah. Cause you know that when you're doing it on your cell phone and then you go to like, use it on another, and then it's, you know, you got all these bars and it just looks crappy. Yeah. Um, they still say, I mean, audio trumps video. So as long as your sound is better than your video people, hmm. cause we can listen more than we watch. Um, so, you know, especially with things like YouTube and stuff like that, people, you know, we turn it on and then we walk around and do things. Um, so your audio matters a lot in video nowadays, um, because somebody's grumbled, you're just, you're going to lose interest and you're going to go to the next person who has better yeah. audio visual <laughs> capabilities. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely something that repurposing across all platforms is a big yes for us, like a hundred percent. When someone is first starting out, okay, they might not have the budget right away, but they are wanting to obviously grow their brand and they want to make their brand stand out. What is some tips that a person can start right now without spending a lot of money mm -hmm. 
that they can do like right now? Is there anything that you would recommend? So the only things I would ever spend a lot of money on in the beginning, which is not a lot of money, but a few hundred dollars um, would be obviously getting Canva Pro because that gives you all the capabilities of being your own graphic design team in a very tight little bucket Mm -hmm. for 120 bucks a year. Well worth it. Um, MailChimp for free. One of my favorites because you can create a landing page. You don't need to spend money on a website. Please stop spending $10,000 on a website with no offers. We've seen it so many times. <laughs> like, please stop. You don't need a website. You really you don't, don't need a website. No. Um, a landing page is great somewhere to collect emails, but that can be done for free. Um, so we always try and encourage people to take that route. Securing your social media. Um, I do suggest in if you can't do your own trademark searches, at least paying an attorney to before you file any LLC or business name to do a check for you if you're not able to. Very easy for you to do. You just go on the trademark sites and look and make sure no one has it. Because the worst thing we've seen is someone who creates an entire logo and all these things and then has to start over um, and loses $500 to $1,000 on a logo because they never checked trademarks. Mm. Uh, and again, you're a business. You are not just a, you are a business. So yeah. you have to treat it as such. Um, so I think, you know, doing those simple tasks and then everybody always wants the logo first. It's the last thing you should be spending money on um, because it doesn't freaking matter. Um, you can spend a thousand dollars on a logo and it will still be the words like strong. Yeah. It's fat, it's it's fat letters. Like there's nothing proprietary about it, but we know it when we see it now. But in the beginning, you're like, oh, okay, you know, this is some people will spend months coming up with a logo and colors when literally that is probably the least of your business. Um, so really focusing on getting the things in place, the systems, the customer journey, and how you want to serve them um, is really that. And honestly. We did learn early on on investing in other, you know, people that would help us um, that knew more than we did. Um, Those are great tips. That was a hard one at first for me to swallow because I didn't want to spend money on. I was like, nobody can tell me how to do this better. Um, I was a typical stubborn, <laughs> stubborn female. Um, and I, I realized quickly um, the, the payoff of investing in either groups of women or someone who at least had that business um, expertise. Mm -hmm, because, mm -hmm. Again, we grew our business within two years exponentially, which should have, if we did everything ourselves, probably would have taken us five. Yeah. Um, so you're losing money by waiting um, and waiting for the money to cut you. You have to start sooner and then you'll be making the money sooner. So that, that was hard for me to accept too. That was really, it was difficult. I'm not going to lie, but I would never, I, now I know better where I'm like, wow, I would have actually done it sooner. <laughs> yeah. Start, start before you're ready. Like you don't have to have all of these things in order to be ready. Like it might be subconsciously helping your confidence, but start before you're ready. And then you can create more of an income that you can actually spend money on all of these things. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, I have learned so much from you today, Kristen, <laughs> you're you have so many amazing tips. Thank you so much. I always ask my guests this at the end. What does the word strong mean to you? Wow. That came, it was a long life lesson. Um, strong to me was being able to um, help other people. Um, mm. and not put my, like, to also learn that I needed to help myself at the same time and actually taking time to do that um, and to lose the labels. So for me being strong now, is definitely not the same as me being strong in my 30s or my 20s. 
Um, you know, it was very physical for me in the beginning with the farm life. And then 30s, you're just strong because you're a mom and you have to be. And now I'm just strong, healthy in that sense, because I help make other people's lives better. Oh, um, I love that. So to me, that's what strong is now. It's not just a physical thing, um, but it is still fun to out like press most of the guys in the gym. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not going to say the strong part is not fun. <laughs> I enjoy that part, um, but I, I definitely think that being strong now is is like be honestly being more humble and learning mm -hmm. to help put other people's like you know really make everything work together. So yeah, it's a it's a journey for sure. We all find a different definition. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's it's always a journey, forever evolving, right? It is always, always, always. It's okay. <laughs> Where can everybody find you? Connect with you? Yes. or even like, yeah, we'll, we'll include all of the links in the show notes. Okay. But. Um, yeah. So when, um, of, of course we would like to speak to literally everybody, you know, I'll talk to, I'll, I'll talk to the wall behind me, if you <laughs> um, but at reframe your brand is on our social media, the website for that is reframeyourbiz.com. And then all of my social is under Kristen Crowley TV. And it's pretty easy to find. So, um, you know, and obviously we follow the strong account so you can find us on there, you know, and there are people too. And um, yeah, I, I love to connect with literally anybody who has a question. I'm an open book when it comes to any of it. So please. I'm send so knowledgeable because I learned a lot from you today. I thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Um, I will be in touch soon. We should do some more fun things together. Yes. And um, I'm just excited to continue watching your journey and reframe your thank business. You. Thank you guys. And that's a wrap on another episode. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you. And I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay. Take care and stay strong.